I would like to bring just a, a, a short word after watch my time this morning. I've been warned by Pastor Matt not, not to go over my time. He said there's, there's dynamite or something here on the platform. So, and I said, Dunamis, that's a part of the Holy Spirit, isn't it? Last, last week, Stephen Francie brought us a lovely word from um, Psalm 103. And this morning, I would like to share another psalm. And what I would like to ask you, each and every one today, if you, whenever you go home, if you're looking for something to study in the Bible, look at Psalm 139. Psalm 139 is an absolutely amazing psalm. And I, I want to look briefly at it today. Um, time doesn't allow us to go into it in such depth, but I want to look at five points that will be a blessing to each and every one. Psalm 139, you'll see the words before you there. Let's just pray before we um, ask God's blessing upon his word. Father, we pray for each and every one of our academy students. We thank you for the graduation. We thank you for the help and blessing they've been to us over the year. And we give you the glory for it. We praise your name for what you've done in the academy. And as we turn to your precious word today, we'll pray that you would anoint your word with the power of your Holy Spirit. That, Lord, you would glorify the name of Jesus. And, Lord, above all, you would bless your people. You would build up your church in Jesus' name. Amen. Psalm 139. You have to forgive me. I wore my own glasses this morning, so I can't read this. without. I have to take my glasses off to read this. Praise the Lord. Psalm 139 says, You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You're familiar with all my ways. Before a word is in my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is so too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light will become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for the darkness is light to you. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast this was the sum of them. Were I count were to were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I am awake, I am still with you. If only you, God, would slay the wicked, 
away from me, you who are bloodthirsty. They speak of you with evil intent. Your adversaries misuse your name. Do I not hate those who hate you, Lord, and abhor those who are rebellious against you? I have nothing but hatred for them. I count them my enemies. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there be any offensive way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. What an amazing psalm. What's the purpose of Psalm 139? Psalm 139 reflects David's prayerful meditation of God's omnipresence um, and omniscience and the effect those characteristics of God have on the human heart. Omnipresence means God is everywhere. Simultaneously, God is everywhere, everywhere you would like to think, this whole of this universe, God is there. Omniscience means that God is all-knowing. If you look at that word, it's omniscience. It's omni. Omni means all. And the word is science. And science means knowledge. So the word means all knowledge. God is all-knowing. His knowledge is not limited. He knows all about you this morning. He knows your situation and your life this morning. He knows what you're going through this morning. He knows everything about you and everything about me. Knowing God creates gratitude and praise for who he is and what he does for us. We are made to glorify God. Knowledge of God directly affects our reactions, especially in times of hardship, injustice, and pain. When we go through times of, of, of hardship, times maybe of injustice and pain, God knows all about it. And knowing God and knowing God knows about it, that should affect our reaction. David's heartfelt journey with God through the good, the bad, the ugly, the challenging, the unbelievable remains alive and relatable through Psalm 139. It sings the, omnis the, om the, omnis the omniscience and the omnipresence of God, inferring from these the overflow of the powers of wickedness. George H. Spurgeon's Treasury of David explains, Since he who sees and hears the ab abominable deeds and words of the wicked will surely deal with them according to his justice. Who God is allows us to understand whose we are and who we are in God. Life within the love of Christ Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us, changes our hearts forever and continually until we arrive home in heaven. The journey of each human heart is unique, it's purposed, and it's intimately known by the one true God. You are an amazing individual this morning. There's no one on this earth like you this morning. And God knows all about you. He knows the intimacy. He, is, he knows you intimately. He knows that you're unique. He knows that you're, there's a purpose for your life. There are five lessons from Psalm 139 to strengthen your heart here this morning. Number one, we are intimately known by God. God knows all about you. 
Psalm 139 verse 13 says, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. Before we were even known back to our mothers, before we were even born, God was forming every intricate detail and fabric of who we are. While we were in the womb, God was putting this together. And that says an awful lot when we think about abortion, doesn't it? While we were in the the womb, for you created my inmost being, you knit me together in my mother's womb. Psalm 139 helps us to see ourselves and others through God's perspective. No matter what color we are, no matter what um, ethnic community we come from, whether we have a disability, every trait we have, every characteristic that we have, we're, we're crafted by a purposeful God. We are created, we are crafted personally and purposefully to bring glory to God. Nothing about you and I, nothing about us is accidental. God doesn't simply allow us to be a certain way or carry a certain trait. Every cell of our being is intentional. Whenever a woman becomes a mother, she experiences love on another level. When you think, you mothers, when you saw your babies, and you first saw your babies, that love that you was shown for that child, you know, God loves you and I an even greater way. Your mother carried you alone. Their baby, mothers carry their babies into this world. It was God that gives them life and cares for them infinitely more even than a mother. And that's how God loves you and I. We are loved by God in this way. God has a perfect knowledge of us. And all of our thoughts and actions are open before him. We cannot control the thoughts that we have popping into our minds every, all day, every day. But we do have some say over what happens to them once they arrive. Scripture advises us to take our thoughts captive. Some of the rogue thoughts that we have and our minds are absolutely crazy. And God sees every single one of them. He knows our words before we even they exit our mouths. He knows every action that we take. He has numbered our days. We are intimately known by God, not just outwardly, but inwardly. When the heart is mentioned in Scripture, it often refers to the seat of our souls and the place from which we make decisions and harbor our beliefs. God is there. And God knows all about it. He's not surprised by our physical and mental struggles. God isn't surprised by the struggles that we have in our lives. God knows all about it. And he cares for us. And he's with us every step of the way, as we'll see it, as we'll see. Being intimately known by our sovereign God means we're not hidden, nor should we feel compelled or convinced by guilt or shame to hide from him in any way. The sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross negated the shame which compelled Adam and Eve to run and hide from God in the garden. Though, through the curse of sin, we, we live under, we live under, compels us to do the same, to run and hide when we sin. But God has made a way for us. 
through Jesus to bring our sin to his feet, to confess our sins, to repent of our sins. God's forgiveness, his mercy, and his grace enables us to live through Christ Jesus. They are new every day. We are intimately known by God. We are purposefully made by God. Psalm 139 verse 14 says, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. We are made with a purpose. And that purpose, child of God, this morning is that you and I should bring glory to God through our lives. To bring glory to God. Each talent, each gift, each occupation have a place of workforce in the kingdom of God. God has given you amazing gifts in your life. God has, has given you amazing things that you can use for his glory in the, in the kingdom of God. Who we are is meant to bring reverence to God. When it says, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, it's not a fear to be afraid of, but a respect, a reverence for our God. When people look at the lives of those who follow Christ, you and I this morning, they should witness the blood he shed dripping from our daily lives. When people outside of the church look at you and I, they should see the glory of God shining from us. They should see the, the blood of Jesus Christ that has forgiven us dripping from our lives. We aren't made wonderful in the eyes of God. We're fearfully and wonderfully made, but we're not made wonderful in the eyes of the world. But from the heart of God, and it's to bring glory to his name. We each have been intensely set apart. We're different from this world. In the midst of daily life, Christians do well. We, we each need to do well to remind ourselves of the Good Shepherd's knowledge and provision. Most of the doubts, anxieties, and fears that occupy our lives as Christians can be attributed really to a lack of trust in Christ as the Good Shepherd. The good shepherd loves his sheep. The good shepherd cares for his sheep. And Christ cares for you. Even though you're going through the situation in your life, he cares for you. We are purposefully made, fearfully and wonderfully made, and it's to bring glory to his name. And we must remember God is in control. Psalm 139 verse 16. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. What an amazing scripture, church. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. There's infinitely more happening in the world and in our lives than we can simply imagine. God is moving in our lives that we don't even realize. God's view is limitless, transcending time and space. We can't, maybe don't understand it. We don't, maybe can't see what's happening in our lives, but God sees it all. God's view is limitless. He has numbered our days. And nothing can change or alter his good plan for our lives. God has numbered our days. It's appointed unto man once to die. There is coming a time when we all, we all will pass away from this world. 
And you know, God is in control of every, t- every minute, of every hour, of every day, of each and every one of our lives. It's hard to comprehend. God is in control of a world that's spinning off its rails. We look at the world and we see what's happening in the world. And it's hard to comprehend that God is in control. So much injustice, unfairness, tragedy and heartbreak surround everyday circumstances worldwide. Even devout Christians sometimes gaze up and wonder where God is during these tumultuous seasons. But God's sovereign control is complete. It's not partial. Whether it's more or less direct or indirect, however it is, God is in control. He controls it all. And the control of God is is complete and all-compassing. Nothing in the universe is random without divine design and purpose. God is in control of your life and my life. And you know what, church? That's something to praise God about. When we don't understand what's happening in our lives, we know that God is in control. Thank God for that. Number four, we are never alone. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? One of the biggest tricks and deceits and lies of the father of lies, the devil, is to isolate and convince us that we are alone. Especially in today's society, as the world endures a global pandemic, isolation has become a reality we experience for long periods of time. Even when we are out in society, masks and plastic barriers isolate us from one another. Quarantine puts us in our our rooms alone for maybe weeks at a time. But even when the physical presence of other people is absent from our lives, we are never alone. God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit are always and forever with us. I'll say that again. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit are always and forever with us. God is impossible to escape from. And He is mighty to save. Maybe you're here this morning and you don't know our Lord Lord as your Savior. Well, thank God he's here this morning. He is mighty to save. And this morning you can trust and believe God as your Lord and Savior. What a mighty God we serve. David knew, King David who wrote this psalm, knew these qualities of God as he was chased down by a crazed King Saul and hid in the cave. David, King Saul wanted to, to, to destroy David. And David ran away and he hid in a cave. But David was never alone. His own son Absalom betrayed him and tried to have him killed. And David was never alone. God the Father, God the Son and God the Holy Spirit encompassed the, the one true triune God. God is everywhere, all at once. Not a, not, a, not a part, but the whole of God is present in every place. This is true of all three members of the Trinity. They're so closely related that where one is, the other can be said to be. Jesus Christ sits at the right hand of the Father in heaven, interceding for us. Through his sacrifice on the cross, the Holy Spirit indwells every believer. 
and he is with us this morning. Number four, you are never alone. Number five, judgment belongs to God alone. And this is an amazing part of this psalm. Psalm 139 verse 19 says, If you only God would slay the wicked, away from me you who are, who are bloodthirsty. You only God, David says, judgment belongs to God alone. Much of the Psalms teach us to love our enemies and pray to God on their behalf. What does David mean then when he wrote for this verse, verse 19? David's pen, remember church, David's pen was divinely inspired by the Holy Spirit of God. God's word is truth and in its entirety points to Jesus Christ. And sensibly note, the verse that he wrote there is followed by this verse. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. When we pray this verse, God faithfully answers. We are to pray for our enemies and the enemies of God. And he searches our souls as well. We, he knows our enemies and ourselves better than we do. Remember, church, not one of us are perfect. We, have all, we all make mistakes. We have all failures. We all, we all fail each other at times. But, you know, God, David said, Search me, O God, and know my heart. When the Apostle Paul speaks about the Psalms, uh, he speaks about the, the being prophetic of, of the words of Christ. The implication is that when David spoke these psalms as God's inspired anointed king, and he quoted this verse, if you only God would slay the wicked, away from me, you who are bloodthirsty. David, this was not a personal vindictiveness of David. It is a prophetic execution of what will happen at the last day when God casts all his enemies into the lake of fire. Revelations 20, verse 15. Anyone whose name was not found written in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire. That verse 19, if, you, if only you, God, would slay the wicked. Away from me, you who are bloodthirsty. This was a prophetic ex execution of what will happen in the last day. Psalm 139 is a personal prayer and song of praise to God. Remember David. David prayed this prayer. And through the author of the entire universe and each of us, God is personally in touch with every single one of our lives. He cares about deeply and compassionately for us, not only as a whole, as a corporate church, but individually. Because of Christ Jesus' sacrifice on the cross and resurrection from the dead, we are able to come freely to God through Christ and prayer, praise in everyday life. He is our constant companion. Jesus calls us his friends. What a God we serve, a God who saves we are known, we are loved, and we're never alone. Psalm 139, five points. We are intimately known by God. We are purposefully made by God. God is in control. We are never alone, and judgment belongs to God. That 
is a very, very quick summary of Psalm 139. I would encourage your church this morning to go into it and read it prayerfully. It's an amazing psalm. And what a wonderful God we serve. Praise God. Let's just pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, we bless your name today. We thank you for your word. We pray you would bless your word to each and every one of us. We thank you again for the academy students. And we pray that as we go forward, we would, we would glorify your name. Lord, we give you all the praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' name, amen.